Welcome, family, to another episode of the Struggles of Life podcast, finding purpose in the midst of your struggles. And I'm your host, Robert Claiborne, a.k.a. hashtag Mr. Created with a Purpose. Family, welcome again to another week, the second week of the new podcast that now exists in the world and in your life. Thank you for spending this time with me, uh, for choosing to spend this time with me and just walking with me along the journey. So um, this week we're going to talk about the work department of my life. All right. The first one I want to talk about is tired of being broke. All right. And depending on my employer, the place that I work at to provide for me, almost in the sense of looking at them as my source versus being a resource. God is the source and he provides us with a resource to where we can provide for our families. All right. So, um, so I, so I, at this point I've attained my CDL and now working for Dr. Pepper and for the first year, for the first year, a month of two, month or two, I was bringing home maybe like between eleven, twelve hundred dollars every two weeks. Which, if you do the calculations from uh, my previous job, the warehouse job before obtaining my CDL, which I was getting paid fourteen thirty five, fourteen dollars thirty five cents an hour every week, five hundred and seventy four dollars gross. And you do the calculations, I'm making about the same every two weeks, right? How does that work? <laughs> I just did a calculation on that right now. I was like, wow, that's, that's disappointing. But hey, um, so after that, um, I looked to um, transition it to the boat department. So, so for the first year, for the first year and a half, I delivered to mom and pops, um, stores, CVS's, Walgreens, Quick Trips, racetrack, delivering beverages, right? So transitioning to the bulk department, I would now deliver to grocery stores only. And I'll be driving an 18-wheeler. So that's what I got in it for, right? Um, so, um, so I applied for the bulk department and the terminal manager told me that I needed, I needed to acquire some experience, you know, being that for one, I, I haven't drove an 18 wheeler from, you know, from when I was in truck driving school, um, as well as the experience of, you know, driving to, uh, delivering to grocery stores or what have you. So I need some experience. So, he offered me to work work six days a week versus five. So once I began to do that to get some reps in, because again, I delivered to small stores. So now on the sixth day, I, you know, drive what they call a mini boat, right? A little small tractor, but like a bigger trailer with a lift gate. So now I would drive that going to, um, you know, deliver to grocery stores, learning the process and, you know, just 
the ins and outs of it. So now working six days a week, I'm bringing home fifteen to sixteen hundred dollars a week. I'm sorry, every two weeks. I so I did that for a few months, and I finally transitioned to the boat department. Every I think I was bringing home maybe about around like fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars. So they cut off overtime. So now I'm now making what I was what I begun when I first started working there. Eleven, twelve hundred dollars a weekend. At this point, I have created a lifestyle based upon overtime. Now I must make up for the additional three or four hundred dollars every two weeks that I no longer uh, that I'm no longer bringing in. So for you, please do not create a lifestyle based upon overtime pay or extra money from a side hustle. Because if at any point that get cuts off, you still have to make up for it. And that is a strain, <laughs> trust me. Um, so now at this point, I'm like, I have to go. This not gonna cut it. And I, I just, I can't live like this. So one of my friends, he started working at a carrier, right? And um, a carrier company. It's another trucking company, but you know. Um, so you had a freight, you had a carrier, a carrier business, you had a beverage business, so on and so forth. So now I'm working for a carrier. To to give you an example, like Snyder, JB Hunt, uh, Swift, you know, trucking companies like that. Uh, so for the first few weeks he was there, everything was going well. So you know, I reached out to the account to the account manager over there and he's like, yeah, you bring about 800, eight, 900 home a week. Mind you, from the time I can remember, like as far back, as far as back, I can remember. My goal has always been, I want to bring home at least a thousand dollars home a week. Right? At that time, it would be, I, I could pay my rent with one check which was the overall goal of it, right? That was the point of it. So I'm like, well, it's not what I'm looking for, but hey, I'll be making more than what I'm making now. Cool. Fill out the application, go through the process. I'm there now. So I was with Dr. Pepper for about two years and about three months, right? So I made the decision to leave from Dr. Pepper where I could actually um, move around in different departments, many different departments, grow with the company and re retire. That was my mindset. That was my vision. That was my focus. That was my goal. But because, um, because of the money I was no longer making, it was time to go. So I went to the carrier company and after about a month, I called, I called my dude and um, the account manager, I'm like, hey, um, yeah, I've been seeing five and six hundred dollar checks. You told me eight or nine hundred take home. He's like, oh no, no, no! I told you you'll be grossing about eight or nine hundred. So now I'm, I am now applying for other jobs because because for one, I'm in this truck fifty five to sixty hours a week. For a five six hundred dollar check, it's not gonna work. 
Um, and that's no that's nowhere near the goal. In fact, I'm still making the same amount that I was making in in the warehouse before I actually obtained my my CDL. So it's it's not it's just not going to work for me, right? So, um, so God chose to keep me there. I applied for a lot of companies, right? God kept me there for additional two years. And throughout that, like maybe like that next year, it was, it was, it was really tough, um, which was the first darkest place in my life, you know, as it relates to um, the work department. I remember driving to San Antonio um, on a Friday looking at my check, check the account. I'm sorry. Yeah. I checked my account and see 583, 547. And like it was, it hurt. It was very disheartening. It was discouraging. Like it was, it was, it was, it was painful because you asked me to do whatever you needed done as it related to work where everyone else would complain or just wouldn't do it. I do it. So if you call me, you know, I got you. I'm spending 55 to 60 hours a week in this truck for five, $600. I no longer desire to do this anymore, but I'm stuck here feeling trapped for five, six hundred dollars. And like tears will fill my eyes and sometimes fall week after week. One one Friday I heard God tell me where you are now is not to not going to keep you from where I'm taking you. And in that moment in that moment peace came over me I just I felt hope again I felt better so weeks and weeks and weeks after that I would have to replay that in my head to a point it just came naturally when I look at my check alright so after trying after my account manager offered me different opportunities to make more in my heart. Now I look back on it. I feel that although he was offering me opportunity to make more, he knew I would make it about the same. He was just helping, you know, one of his, one of his uh, co-workers out in a different account because they were short. But he was telling me something else as if he's looking out for me. I have no I have no strong evidence to support that, but that's just what I feel in my heart as I look back on it, knowing his character, who he was, like it it made it makes sense. Right. So I say after about a year and a few months maybe, he offered me another opportunity. Now, uh, it requires me working six days, 
which now I'm making 700 and something dollars um, every week, which was consistent for about two or three months, you know, and, and, you know, that, that well went, ran dry. So now it's about the same. So, um, I, I, I started applying again and God granted me an exit. So again, I was there for about two years and a month and, you know, off to the, off to the other job, you know, making decisions based on trying to make more money as, as if like I'm dependent on different employers to be my source of income, to be uh, my source of providing. And God is that. And for you, maybe you're looking at your employer as your source of income, as your source of uh, providing for your company. No, it's actually God. And until we see that and realize that and understand that, then we'll begin to do what we're supposed to do as it relates to when it comes down to um, our perspective, God being our source. So when it comes down to leaving uh, that company or that business, whatever it is, we need to consult God first. First. And he'll let us know what it is we need to do. All right. So the second one I'm going to cover is knowing if the wind blow hard enough, my family would be affected by it. And so I looked at it 55 to 60 hours a week. I might, well, I might as well be on a clock again, paid hourly. I'll be able to bring that $1,000 goal in for the week. So God granted me an exit. And the first couple of months layoff. So with, with this company, uh, the layoffs, the layout, the layoff process isn't is is it's different. It's not like your traditional layoff. Alright. So if you work at the main service center, um, then you can choose to work for one of the satellites, which are the smaller uh, terminals, right? Um, so I chose to go to one of them. Um, Instead of just taking a layoff, like, you know what, I'm just going to take off and go work somewhere else. Whenever you call me back, you know, to for whether it's to uh, help out because you need the manpower or to call me back full time, then I'm, I'm going to work elsewhere. But I chose to go to a satellite um, terminal. So I did that. Uh, I, I think I was there for... Psh, eight or nine months, maybe something like that. Um, and now change of operation, which means the bottom 110, 120 will, would be laid off. I was within it. I was within that 110, 120. All right. So I would be laid off. So change They gave us a heads up a few months in advance. So I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'll start applying for another job a year and a half 
I'm sorry, I start applying for another job a month and a half in advance to give me time to find somewhere, put in my two weeks notice, get started on the day that the change of, of operation going to effect, right? That worked, that worked, it was, it was a success, right? So within that first week, they was calling me every single day off of me work. I'm like, I'm not going to entertain it. So I didn't answer, I didn't call back or anything that Saturday. Um, they was calling me back in f to work full time. When they do that, you have made six hours to uh, report. So I prayed about it, you know, after consulting the guy who I met at the satellite terminal the very first night, he told me, you always know where God wants you or needs you because you, you have peace about it. So peace it was. I knew that's where I was supposed to be from that point on, right? So, I I actually called him. I, I talked to my wife about it, what she thought. Then I called him and I went to God third when I should have went to him first. Alright? So, I prayed about it and he told me to go back and, you know, because I, I really didn't know what to do. I was making, I would make more money where uh where I am now working or I could go back and risk experiencing this all over again. So I prayed about it and you know I just told him like whatever you want me whatever you want me to do I'm gonna follow your lead. I'm I am i am going to do what you will me to do. So he told me to go back. Alright so I went back. This was November second third week of November. A month later, like a week or two before Christmas, before it was on a Friday, before I, before I clocked out for the weekend, I get a call from the company I'm working at, and I'm thinking they offering me overtime, you know, for later on that day or. Uh, tomorrow, you know, which was Saturday or whatever. No, they told me as of today, you will be going back into layoff status. This is a week or two before Christmas. We haven't really got like our Christmas shopping taken care of. So now I don't, I, I don't know what else to do. Just call up there and you know, hoping are they hoping they call me for, for overtime or for work? They did not. Christmas came on Monday that year, so I so we got paid for Christmas Eve, and for Christmas actually Christmas Eve was on Monday and Christmas was on Tuesday, and so I got paid for those two days, and they called me that Wednesday. Alright, so so they didn't call me for no like no more than that week. So I got paid for three days. The following week. Mind you, I have a family now. <laughs> um the sec uh the following week, New Year's Eve, New Year's. You didn't get paid on they don't they didn't pay um for, you know, being off New Year's Eve. But they did New Year's. They called me that Wednesday. Didn't call me anymore that week. So I got paid for 
two days that week. Keep in mind, rent, car note, uh, like just just put your place put your place yourself there. The bills and things that you have to take care of, and Christmas it, it, it is now here and that it's now gone. Like, but like the same functions of life still must occur, right? I mean, still have to be tended to. So experiencing like the layoffs, experiencing the layoffs. So the wind being, the wind blowing hard enough and how your family could be affected by, by view, for one, viewing your employer as your source and not a resource God has provided you. And not knowing your purpose and why you was created, making decisions over and over again behind, you know, trying to make more money so you can provide for your family on a higher level, but still viewing your employer as your source versus your resource. If the wind blow hard enough, your family would be affected by it. So it's Shifting your perspective to who's your source and who provide the resources that you need. I so it went from tired of being broke, you know, depending on uh, my employers to be my my provider, and then from there, my family being affected by it. So when I say being affected by it, it could be layoffs. The company can close. Um, it could be anything. What do you do next? So from there, there was another pain point, um, you know, that I've learned along the journey, which further compelled me to like, you know what, well, God, I give it to you. Show me what it is you need me to do. Like, what, what did you create me for? Which led me to where I am now, the job I am at, I'm at now, and I learned my purpose here. But it was through these series of events that occurred to where it compelled me to like throw my hands up, not throw in the towel or give up, but throw throw my hands up and take my hands off. Like Lord, like you created me, show me the way. You tell me be fruitful and multiply. I'm not any of those things. Obviously, I'm doing something wrong and I'm not even talking like, you know, strictly and mainly about uh, monetary increase or monetary gain. It's more about um, just in life in general, growing, uh, developing, like just living a meaningful life. Because right now I'm losing. I'm failing in every area of my life. And that including that's including um, the work department, like my job financially and my family is being affected by it. Show me the way. All right. Um, so if you are at that point, you don't know what's next. You know, you don't know what to do. Like, you don't know how to change this. You don't know how to make it better. The one who created you, God, Jesus Christ, has the answer 
And once you give it to him, accept him as your savior, make the decision to live for him, surrender to the will that he has for your life and submit to him, he'll begin to show you the way. All right. And you're going to learn um, in, in a few weeks to come. We're going to go over the keys and practical steps, how you can learn your calling and how to stay the course to learn your calling and your calling will lead you to your purpose. All right. So that's why it's called the struggles of life podcast, because it's real life looking at my life and what I've experienced in different departments of my life, which led me to throwing my hands up. And now I then which which led me to learning what my calling and my purpose was. But it is it's only through Christ we learn that. Christ through the Holy Spirit discloses our calling and our purpose, our gifts to us. But he has given me the keys and practical steps, which ironically is exactly how I learned mine, which I didn't know. It was through a book. He told me to go and write that I had no plans or or anything. And that's how I was able to come up with the keys and practical steps. It did come from me. It came from him. He know the plans that he had for us. But we must make uh, accept him as Savior, make, make a decision to live for him, surrender to the will that he had for our lives, and submit to him. All right, so the final point. Spending most of my time at work away from my family, knowing while I'm still at work and getting off late, my bosses are at home seated eating dinner and spending time with their families a few months after um a few months after working for the company that I work at work for now which might I add the best job I've ever had in my life hands down all right um you know it was this whole financial thing again it's always it's always my pain point because where we are supposed to experience the fullness of life and all that God has created. And we need money to do that. Not everything that, you know, um, as it relates to, uh, you know, traveling, making experience, uh, creating experiences and, and uh, memories with your family, you know, going to different places, seeing all that God has created, um, you know, uh, financial freedom, uh, being uh, debt free, um, just, you know, providing for your family on a larger level, being able to use money as a tool to not only enjoy life, but most of all, advance in God's kingdom and history. So like that, it always been a pain point for, for me. You know, and and dealing with that after a few months of working at, um, you know, where I'm working at now, you know, I threw my hands up again. Like, you know, I, I just can't deal with it. It's like from one job to the next. And it's it always lead back to the same old thing. What am I doing wrong? Like, show me the way. And from there, that's when he like. That's when he began to, uh, which you'll learn later on. Uh, you'll learn later on um, 
Matter of fact, I think within the next couple of weeks, I don't remember which one of these we're going to cover, but, um, you know, where I explain more in depth. Matter of fact, it is, it's, it's, um, key numbers five, I believe, which is calling. I, I'll speak more to this, um, there, but, um, you know, from how I began to start walking in my calling and I didn't even know it. I, but that was again, like, you know what, like show, like what am I supposed to be doing type of deal? Right. So, so, um, opportunity came, came about where, you know, I can go to different terminals, help out. I was making more money, whatever. It didn't pan out like I anticipated because it began to get slow around, uh, you know, fall and winter. Uh, but, you know, it served its purpose. And I started working on days and going, like, getting out for work, you know, 7 to 8 o'clock at night, sometimes 9 in a parking lot, like, you know, half empty or it's, filled up with the with with the third shift the night shift um employees it's like like day after day looking at that it's like i'm just not getting off of work i come to work um give the company all of me get off by the time i make it home it's bedtime you know so maybe an hour to spend with my family I wake up early or whatever before they do. And when I have to be back at work, I spend what, maybe like an hour or two with them. I'm not really seeing them like, and here, here it is, you know, my boss is in, you know, like they're home with their families, you know, and granted, like they earned that right. You know, you know, whatever they did, where they, they're now positioned to do that. No, not to them. Like it salute you know, by all means necessary, carry on. But just for me and my state and where I'm in, like, I just felt like this, this has to change. Like it's, it's not fair. Although, you know, that's, that's on me. It's something I'm doing wrong. I'm not executing. Like I need to, I need to figure this thing out. And Christ was my only solution. And from there, He's begun to show me the way, although my physical situation has not changed. He's prepared. He's preparing me uh, and he's equipping me spiritually and he's preparing me mentally, um, you know, and emotionally from for where he's taking me. All right. So maybe you have different pain points again as it relates to your your work life or your career or your business. And it's like, you can't, you just can't seem to get over the fence and even see on the other side, or he has given you a vision where you can see what's on the other side, but you just don't know how to get there. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. He also said in John 10 that I come to give life and give life more abundantly. It is in him. It is through him. That we have access to that life. So throw your hands up. Let them know I'm, I'm yours. Like I make the decision to live for you. Show me the way I will follow you. And from there, he will begin to guide you to purpose. He'll begin to reveal things to you. Show you things 
teach you things, counsel you, because you must become the person that he created you to be in order for you to fulfill the purpose and why you why he created you. And once you begin to walk in your calling, you'll know it, although you may not know what that is. It will change he will change your perspective on life and where you are currently in your work in your work life, your career or your business. And everything will begin to change from there. But you must be willing to give it to them. All right. So I always like to uh, end this uh, in the episode with a perspective that we can take with us. All right. Uh, so this is work perspective. What is the point of complaining and stressing over something I have absolutely no control of? Once I realized that, that helped me, that helped me cope and endure through, persevere through instead of, man, I'm just, just another day, just trying to, just trying to get through it. All the negative language that keeps us stressed out or discouraged. Having a perspective, what's the point of complaining and stressing over something you have absolutely no control of? And you can you can equate this to life as well. Focus on what I do have control of and don't worry about what I don't. Same thing at work, same thing in life. All right. Focus on what you do have control of. Execute and do all that you're supposed or can do. And don't worry about what you don't. All right. Um, also, I applied for multiple jobs for my before my current one, even went on one or two interviews. But God chose this one. Speaking from personal experience, God chose this one. All right. So for you, you may have applied for multiple jobs before the one that you are currently working at. Even went on one or two interviews, but God chose this one. Why? Look at it like it's a reason why he chose this one. All right. So from there, look at. So what I did was I'm here for a reason. It's my job to get closer to God and find out why he chose this job and learn my mission here. I know what my mission is here now. So for you. Look at it like God chose this job for a reason. So it's your job to get closer to God and find out why he chose this job for you and learn your mission. Why this job or learn your mission for or while working at this job. All right. And finally, stop going to work trying to make friends. Stop going to work trying to make friends. Um, and I had to learn this, which that wasn't the whole goal. I've been a like no, uh, but it happens, right? So by you going to work making friends, like your name will be in different people mouths, like people talking about you after you done confided in them, like whatever it is, they spread, you know, they they tell your business, they spread rumors about you, um, you know, managers you know, because you are making friends with 
with different people or and you and you are in different crowds, then guess what? You're going to be labeled with that crowd that you're walking with, that you interact with. I which then you begin to wear a jacket that you have put on or they have put on you. I and it's just it steals your peace. Because now, you you know, like you hearing this person saying stuff about you and people looking at you funny and, you know, like just stop going to work trying to make friends. All right. Um, because I was super loose. <laughs> I was super loose when I worked in uh, when I worked in the warehouse industry, super loose. But. Once I obtained my CDL, I said I was going to do it differently. I'm going to come in, which I'm going to, you know, go over real quick. Um, I will go in, get my get my stuff. And I bounce somebody to speak to me. I speak. I keep it moving. All right. Um, so um, so now it's like I'm not here to make friends. But but if I do meet a couple people along the way, I welcome it. If not, cool. Get in, get my assignment and bounce. Speak and keep it moving. So stop going to work trying to make friends. All right. Um, you know, look at it like you're not there to make friends. But if you meet a couple, a couple, a couple, not a clan, not a crew, not a tribe. If you meet a couple of good people along the way, cool, welcome it. If not, cool too. Because you're not there to make friends. You work, you're there to work. You're not there to make friends. All right. So when you make to work, like you know what you have to do or you need to get your assignment, get that and bounce. All right. Speak and keep it moving. Don't be rude. Like you, you like you know better than anyone else. I'm no better than anyone else, but I don't have time for it. Like it's a lot of negativity. People complaining. I don't have time for it. I don't need that in my spirit. Because once I allow that in my spirit, it's gonna affect me mentally because I'm already dealing with enough in life as it is. I don't need to go to work and get that in my spirit. That's adding on to my issues. Now I'm focusing on those issues that's adding in with my, my current issues. So now it makes me angry. It makes me mad. It makes me sad. It makes it like gets me discouraged. And like, I don't need all that. I came to work in a, like, uh, with a positive mindset, I, like, like I, super positive energy like it flows it's 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 glowing off me then i start talking to other people because of their issues and what they got what they complain about at work now i'm focusing on that now i'm feeling all down you know what i'm saying before i clocked in i was great by the time i make it to my truck now i'm upset and like it's not worth it all right so isolate yourself from from uh from uh, negativity altogether. If it's always coming from a certain person, oh yes, by all means, keep it moving. All right. Uh, so, uh, get your assignment and bounce. Speak and keep it moving. All right. So, um, but you know, I, like I always say, it's going to be high though. You're not the only one that go through this and you're not the only one that's going to go through it. All right. So here on the Struggles of Life podcast, that's what we are here for. We come together to get through and grow together because at the end of the day, your struggles are my struggles. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. Be safe out there and peace.